When last we saw our heroes, back in the days of High Carisona, it turns out if you want to write a prophecy, you need masters of law and experts in history. And those people are not Tristan Wilde or Enigma. Yeah! Oi. They are not. And so <laughs> Tristan and Enigma have been given a different task. Ours is the harder task. Wake up a dragon? Come on. They're making for the north, towards Arishar, to find a place of power from which they can get in contact with the dragon beneath, Ramnilan, and start the process of awakening it. And so Enigma strides through these rolling hills towards the road north, and with her floats the phantom figure of Tristan Wilde. Ahead of them is a village looking beautiful under the summer sunshine. There's a willless penny farthing on the side of the road and a guy <laughs> clutching his knee. <laughs> Ow! Uh, help me! Help me! I'll slowly draw my dagger if I must, fellow traveller. It's like, <laughs> oh, a ghost! A ghost! What are you doing? I'm, I'm pinning you out of your misery as requested. This is just my ghost friend. My lady! Why do you travel with a ghost? I don't suppose you're any good at repairing coin schmeckles, are you? I'm gonna see if I can just um, attempt to fix his bike. I'm gonna hold the uh, hold the bike up with my magic. Roll, roll plus bond, I guess. Three. Okay, Enigma, <laughs> you get this wheel squeezed back in and Tristan like grabs it to pick it up. As you touch it, you suddenly find you can hold it the coin schmeckle bicycle just becomes entirely ghostly. I've done it! Here you go, sir! Does anything you touch become ghostly? Do not touch me, please, sir. I understand. This is your paramour. And you must rescue him from this terrible curse. No. These are no mere limericks. I create ballads that will move your heart. Don't diss the limerick. So we're actually on our way to burn down our shah as our next good deed. Get to join us. <laughs> that sounds like something that should be recorded through verse. For this journey, we have a mechanic that I'm borrowing from a game named Trilogy by Ben Moxon. We each give like a couple of lines description of like a single shot that you see in this montage. And then whoever's round it is, then describes a problem or challenge that we run into. And we either play out a little scene around it, or we have a dice roll to reflect how we resolve it. Enigma's round. So we'll do the same circuit again. So it'll be you, Stuart, and me describing like a wide shot. And then you describe some kind of scene or challenge that we run into. Hey. So if you start by describing another wide shot. Okay, I guess we're going through some woods again. And 
you know, after all that kind of moment of, you're quite cool, you're quite cool, uh, we just go back to trying to outdo each other. So there's an awful lot of par parkour up uh, trees <laughs> and, and sort of, you know, kind of from one to the next. We're unnecessarily using energy. He's a ghost and he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny, though, because Athel's having a lovely time walking along. He's kind of strolling along with you two like a pair of hyperactive dogs, like running around <laughs> on each side. Well, but... hopefully we're impressing him. So it might just be that we're not into poetry. We've not heard from him. So we've got to make sure that in the future people are saying that we're totes cool. <laughs> so we're basically trying to show off in front of the TV camera, you know? Nice. And we have yeah. to keep waiting for 10 minutes while he catches up with us and we just... Come on, he's taking forever. <laughs> you say that, but the elaborate way we're like flipping wait through trees means that he actually wants <laughs> to wait for us. <laughs> Where are you? I'm up the sequoia. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> dad, 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 look Catching at me. Look at me. <laughs> and I, I think it's pretty obvious here, but if you're if you're wanting to have a picture of Athel the Mithyarbos, you can basically think of Thomas Thorne, Matt Baton's character from Ghosts. Was. <laughs> it absolutely was. <laughs> That's very yeah, much yeah, who we're really looking good. at here. My God, I love that series so hard. It's so good. It good. I like the plague dudes because I love the plague. Like every line is perfect. Such good writing. I love the bit where every time he writes poetry, it's atrocious. Yeah. And then he'll just say things that are really poetic, and then as soon as he tries to write poetry, it's so bad. <laughs> he has a light in at the end of one of them where he just goes, "How are you doing?" or something like that. <laughs> it, it's it's it, the, and you're like, that entire episode was written for that one end line. <laughs> it's like fair play. He just ends. Yeah. So, Tristan, what's your next shot on this? We see back into the rolling plains again there's more there's another um, man moves a lot wide valley full of oh there's a, a rolling valley with um steep sides we've kind of found our way between the mountains we were walking through yeah yeah and there's a heather and there's bees and oh, dragonfly yeah. darting about yeah yeah I... and we're trancing through with our bags and I'm doing wheelies still. <laughs> yeah, you don't even need a bag, but you've decided you want one for the aesthetic. I've summoned, I've shrunk a little bit because I've summoned the bag. Yeah. He's accidentally made a bike basket. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, and it's even got a baguette in it. Bunch of flowers. But screw it. <gasps> I've made an E.T. bike basket. <laughs> yeah. I've made a little version of myself to sit in the basket. <laughs> oh, I thought you had onions around your neck. Oh, they're not onions. These are onions. <laughs> See, you played oniony, not How'd onion you like before. These onions. <laughs> Athel has got himself—I don't know the technical name for it—but from somewhere, he's obtained a stick and a spotted handkerchief. Bindle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And he's like got that over his shoulder as he like goes along. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think we see see our three heroes coming down off the side of this moorland and into a kind of into a pretty village red like terracotta roofs white plastered houses we're getting further north so it's a bit warmer and the sun's a little brighter and we see the three travelers heading into this town down in the valley and then enigma it's time for you to introduce a problem scene or challenge that we might meet either in this town or beyond it i suspect at this point um 
Okay, we accidentally end up uh, right between a feud between the blacksmith yeah. and the baker. Nice. Okay, yeah. And they're like, they're spitting rhymes at each other as well, but, you know, they're getting pretty cross. Yeah, yeah, cool. Like, the blacksmith's like, your bread's as hard as my iron, and he's like, uh, you can't even handle the heat. <laughs> I, I don't know. I know what blacksmiths and bakers would say. Your forge is colder than my oven. Well, it might be. It shouldn't be if he's melting steel. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so there's this kind of furious shouting match that goes on. And how do we get caught up in this? Uh, we start cheering one side. Okay, yes. Because we're idiots. <laughs> um, you know, Poet Guy's got in a little bit too close because he's trying to be like... He's, he's kind of doing the reporter poet thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, the blacksmith is waving a chain around and he gets just catches the edge of it. Ooh. So we're cheering on the baker because we're like, boo, 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 the blacksmith, boo. <laughs> so this whole scene, it's quite WWE. <laughs> we're, we're not his alloys. Nice uh, alloys. Uh, That's pretty well. Uh, stretch. Uh, Imagine I had thought of that. Sure. And then, like, the baker tags in the stonemason, and the stonemason gets involved as well. Stone baked. <laughs> and it is all getting quite out of hand. So we have a role to either resolve or extricate our team from this situation. Not make it worse. It could be making it worse in a way that distracts everyone and our heroes elude it. I suspect that we get everyone so angry. Because we're like cheering one side, then we're cheering the other side. And we're like, yeah, yeah, hit him with your metal. And then we're like, yeah, throw a bun at him. And uh, people are just like, who are you dicks? <laughs> Do we resolve it because everyone turns on you? Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, everyone's like, wait a moment. This whole thing's because they were instigating it. And although it's definitely not... There are quite a few bruises around this town and maybe a couple of broken arms that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't been uh, well. hadn't been uh, talking it up. And Assel's looking from you to Tristan like a bit carved rabbit in the headlights. Like, what do we do? What do we do? Right fast, poet! Let's go! <laughs> we just run! <laughs> but he's trying to scribble down a couple of, you know, couplets. Some couplets as well. Oh, terrible duel. At first seemed fun, but not so much when you must run. I'll, I'll get some more later. Well, That'll do for now. We, I, I was kind of hoping that would calm and distract those guys running towards us <laughs> with like, and shit, but let's go! <laughs> okay, uh, give me a dexterity roll, I think. Dexterity roll. My best skill! Your best skill. Mark experience. I am racking up the experience today. You're doing great. Not bad. So Tristan, maybe your montage could start with how how our heroes break out of the village cell. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's a lot. Easier. We spend ages thinking of you know. We spend a few days trying to work out. We're like, we'll get some, we'll get some of our rations, and we'll put it on a stick, and we'll encourage the dog nearby. <laughs> and then when he comes through, and then one night I'm like, 
Oh, hold on. I'll just go and get the keys. And I just float through the bars, pick up the keys, bring them back when everyone's asleep and we just go. And we kind of sneak our way out through the town, going from building. I can't believe we've been here six months. Yeah, we're like, oh, why didn't I think of this? Because I've been going out to get extra. I was like, right, I'll sneak out and get some food to bring the dog in. And then we're like, oh, of course. So then we have a little scene where we're um, we're going from shadow to shadow. It's like, I'm... I'm keeping watch and Enigma's now, now, now to the old Athel and he's wide-eyed and yeah, like... Yeah, Athel's like literally tiptoeing in like, <laughs> like a really stupid way. <laughs> and he's wide-eyed and fearful. Oh, he definitely is. He, this is way outside his wheelhouse whereas you two are like... You two are doing all the hand signals and every, and you'll like turn to him and do the hand signal and he just kind of waves. <laughs> like, yes, hello. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> And in the end, you have to run back and go, come this way. <laughs> okay, that's cool. And then I think we see our heroes again. This is like a big overhead shot on this road. We see them heading up this road. Now it's between vineyards. And there's these kind of... A463. Hmm, I'm thinking it's, it's more of a Tuscany vibe, you know. There's rolling okay. hills, vineyards. We're, we're in what will one day be Alvarado. And on the tops of... I've just been watching Picard, so yeah, I see that now. Yeah, and on the tops of some of the hills, you'll see there's like little villages on the hilltops all kind of clustered over, built around a temple at the top of the hill. It's really, it's very scenic. Enigma, what else do we see? We see um, some donkeys. Yeah. Uh, there's just donkeys. I, I, uh, they've got carts behind them and in fact they're wheeling in some of the harvest okay if it's harvest time it is it is harvest time now good news yeah we haven't established it's not so yes might it as was well. that or they were carting around poop to go into like the fields oh yeah and yeah. then it was going to crash into another cart and someone's going to covered in poo and it'd be like yeah yeah that bit classic clown show yes apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we see see like are they coming the other way down the road as our heroes are walking up it or uh... yeah 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 and um, just gonna use my old uh, stealing skills to get us some grapes. Yeah, of course. And you like steal a whole load of grapes and maybe we have like a little shot that night of everyone grabbing mouthfuls of grapes and then realizing they're wine grapes and being like. Ah, oh. ah, so sour, so sour. <laughs> I have not been raising the bar. <laughs> That's our current situation. Oh, very good, very good. Okay, so Tristan, what do we find at the end of this section of our journey? We're back on the coast now because we we met we went through a village and they said that the quickest way to get to uh, what they whatever they call Arashar now, is actually by the coastal routes rather than okay, through the mountains because yeah. it's the countryside gets really ragged even before yeah. you get to Arashar. So it's a bit so you go down to the coast, so we've got this beautiful stretches of sandy beaches and you can see the sun glinting off the waves and there's this beautiful lapping sound of the waves crashing in. The lifeguard, like, running along in slow motion. Yeah. No, I'm the lifeguard, and I'm naked running <laughs> along in slow motion. It's the only way that I don't want you two to drown. Tristan's protecting everyone by being Pamela Anderson. Yeah. There's dolphins cresting the wave and crashing in again. Yeah. 
and it's a beautiful scene and you can see the glint of um, I, I assume we're not going through this a, a second time the glint of Arashar in the distance yeah I think that's right this is as we're coming up towards Arashar but here we have some kind of we have something that calls for a role so well unfortunately on one of our little lunch breaks our little stops at the beach um I, you know, I'm like, oh, you know what? You go and have a swim, uh, Athol. Um, and I can't decide whether he gets caught in a riptide or whether he gets grabbed by an octopus. <laughs> gets grabbed by a rip octopus. A riptopus. Yeah, an octopus. An octopus tide. Oh, no. Or he gets stung by a jellyfish because there's loads of jellyfish in the water. I don't know. Or he doesn't get eaten by a shark. That's fine. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. So, uh, maybe he just he just starts to get out of here. Yeah, that would be too far. <laughs> he starts to get into difficulties in the water, basically. He gets basically. carried away by mythical yeah. jellyfish. He gets into difficulties in the water. Yeah, okay. So you see him out in the water and... Um, and he's frolicking. He's having a lovely it, time. It, but then... Yeah, at a certain point, you're like... It's weird that he's waving so much. Yeah, and we're like, yes, yes, ha, yes, we've been in the sea before. We we kind of stay away from it now, thanks to the royal and the the sea kelp. And, you know, we've kind of got a slightly. I thought he'd get the end of the hand signals by now. Yeah, that doesn't that does. We're not coming in. Stop telling us to come in. Help me. Yeah, I poor chap. He always loved larking. He was much further out than you thought. Not waving, but drowning. He's a poet. I'm going to quote poetry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so he's out there, and I think you figure out that he's got into trouble. Oh, sure. So what do you do, Tristan? How do you help? I'm a lifeguard, so I I run and I dive in, and I'm doing butterfly stroke up to him. And it makes like literally no difference because you're a ghost, so you could just you could just float. Yeah, I, I could just fly there, but um, as I get there, I concentrate all my will to solidify my arm as best I can as I wrapped it round him. And I kind of entwine the magic of my arm with the magic of his, uh, with the music of his um Yeah, like his chest, presence, I, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, using all my magic and ghostliness, my ghostly powers. Okay, cool. And pull him back to shore. So let's see a charisma roll. Is my yes. Woo! Oh, Tristan gets a full success. So you like drag him out. Drag him out. He's absolutely soaking. It really like to go into the water. It really stripped down. So he left his cravat on the beach, and everything else is very wet. And he's kind of coughing and spluttering. But he's like, bah, bah. my friend, you didn't turn me into a ghost after all. I am so grateful. Not this time, friend. And I'm going to reach a ghostly hand into his lungs. <laughs> and with my magic, Musgamundi, I gather the water and just guide it up out through his throat. And, and it's horribly unpleasant. There's no chance of secondary drowning. It's for your own good. Enigma, pin him down. We <laughs> sat on his legs. He's like, that was the most disgusting sensation I've ever experienced. Good. <laughs> Always leave them wanting more. <laughs> it's the opposite of wanting more, but but thank you, Tristan. It's to help with your poetry. I'll do a flourish bow of the modern style. <laughs> it's a little low and a little more grandiose as my arm sweeps out wide. <laughs> I hadn't invented a, a bow so deep at this point. Yeah, 
they'd always bend and they'd just be like, well, that's enough. <laughs> I'm like, no. And they don't never do two arms. They only do one arm. Like, let me show you something special, friend. <laughs> let me teach you the new techniques. Sometimes when you have two of a thing. <laughs> yeah, callbacks. Sometimes two of a thing is better. He like takes out the second, <laughs> the second toothpick he's chewing. It's like amazing. <laughs> he says, "I will, I will celebrate you, friends." And he takes out his notes and he says, "This is a work in progress, but see what you think." Oh, noble heroes from time unknown, who from thy strangeness hath seldom gone, shall one day we see your likeness in stone as statues grand. For victories won. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. You peaked. <laughs> As you're wa walking up the beach towards Arishar, I like the idea that on his little bindle, he's got like his shoes tied and hanging over it as well. So he's got bare feet. Yeah. And, and he's kind of walking up and... I've hung my ghost shoes on his bindle <laughs> yes, as well. Yes, it weighs absolutely <laughs> nothing. In fact, it's really hard for you to maintain that. You're having to, like, yeah. dedicate a, sense, a lot of mental strength just to ensuring that yeah. it moves and doesn't just float yeah. by the bindle. <laughs> yeah. And you're walking up and he's saying, you know, I think this is the most exciting part of my whole journey. Quite worth losing that coin schmeckle to... To have travelled in such notable company. You're honoured, I'm sure. I am. I wish to uh, pull the Schmeckle bike out and as I place it down, I'm going to concentrate on unghostifying it. You're being nice to a NPC. Yeah, I quite like this one. You hold it out to unghostify it and it sort of, it does unghostify, but then it sort of just turns into sand. For a moment, he looks really hopeful, and then he's like, oh, oh well. I did try, I did try. It was a noble effort, Tristan, a noble effort. I... It's the gesture that counts sometimes. It is, it is. And... and other times it is better to have your bike back. Oh, it is nice to have a bike as well, you know. But I, I consider it more than a fair exchange. And you find yourselves, as you approach Arishar, and he says, well, my friends, I... I have a family estate not far from here that I wish to visit. And from what I understand, your journey concludes here in the city. So I will make my farewells. Pleasure. I mean, we're about to do the most exciting thing. Uh, you yeah, are? we are literally about to oh. uh, do the best thing. Well, I will come with you then. Yeah! For I do not wish to miss a moment of this. I don't want to miss a thing. And <laughs> <laughs> and so you, you head into Arish. Don't be dragging your heels on this one. <laughs> Should have pronounced dragon more than dragon. I, uh, <laughs> There'll be a fine tale to tell, let me tell you. He says, I respect your wordplay, Tristan. You're clearly a master in the art. Ah, oh, thank you. Clearly the pun master, <laughs> if you will. That's certainly what I've come to think of you as. It's what I'm known for within the <laughs> like, like striding in through the gate of the city. Arishar doesn't look that different. The houses are not the same. The street layout's roughly the same, but obviously the buildings are in a slightly different style. There isn't a massive nine-storey gold-plated tower. Oh, there will be. <laughs> the bowl of the city, the walls stood around it. Those 
are all much the same as in your time. As you head through, the central temple is as you remember it. The Antikythera sits still and inert on its platform, and you head out to the church, out on the northern headland. Athol's saying, I have never been out to this one, and I should have, for it is a noble place. The tide crashing on the rocks, the blue of the sky and the sea, the call of the gulls like lost souls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just want chips. This is a place that belongs in verse. When you go into the temple, it's much, it's not scrappy. It's well maintained at this point. And I think a priest comes out and wel- and welcomes you and says, Welcome in to the Grand Temple of the North. Not as grand as the one in town, but this has its own charm. If you want me to talk you through any of the decoration, I'll be more than happy to. What do you do? Uh, so this frieze here, um, that's in, done in interesting style. What's the uh, story behind that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so you get like a 15 minute discussion on architectural styles and also the marble sculpting disciplines of the Northern Kingdom. I'm well into this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's extremely, not only is it authentic, it's the kind of information that your sister would love to have because this is like (laughs) primary sources from, if you had a sister. If I had a sister. There's like primary sources from 500 years ago. Sell it to historians. It is like being able to talk to Shakespeare about writing plays. And what, what are you doing to, how are you going to awaken the dragon? Big gong. Yeah, big gong or... um. Yeah, well, uh, a completely original idea in that I was I will amplify Enigma's ability to communicate with animals and speak with animals. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, no, that sounds really cool. And you can make it louder. Yeah. And louder with, like, musical accompaniment. Yeah. We, in fact, we're going to go find the spot where we put on the Arashar gig. Yes. And I am going to amplify Enigma's voice so it just echoes around Arashar. And like every citizen just stops as they think it's the crash of thunder. But it's whatever Enigma chooses to say to awaken the dragon. But they hear it all in dragon language. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's a Ooh. bit like whale language, but a bit fierier. Yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> what do you say to the dragon? What is your message? Uh, I'm basically shouting, wake up, it is time to arise. It's time to... Wake uh, up, it's a beautiful morning. <laughs> time to... Put <laughs> sunshine for your eyes. Your people need you, your slumber is at its end. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we, um, the night before, we tell, um, what's his name? Ethel. Ethel. Athel, maybe we tell Athel of the plans and we we ask him to write a poem to awaken a dragon and change history forever. So he yeah. spends the night <laughs> diligently working away. But I absolutely have lost the piece of paper. And yeah. Change a few words around. 
Just we'll tweak it. He gives it to us, and we're like, okay, well, we've got some notes. We'll just change this bit. Got and this a red bit. quill. I just need to yeah. uh, just do a little we'll tweak edit. that bit. So it, the the base is really good, but I'm like, well, actually, you put too many words in here, and that doesn't rhyme with that bit. So I'm going to take that out, and we'll work it. We'll do a classic TPW reworking <laughs> as me and Athol sit down and work it out with Enigma's contribution, obviously. You'll put the word dragon in. <laughs> yes, Enigma, we will. Oh, you could put dragon at the end of that sentence. That's your only suggestion. Stop saying dragon. We know we've got to put the dragon in. We can rhyme dragon with flagon. You're still flagon. We know you're a dragon. Yes, we'll have that in there somewhere. <laughs> Spread your wings, it's time to take out the bins. No, that's not going. The spake, the gigantic drake. So after a little while of scratching out and editing and working on it, Athel says, I think I, I have your perfect verse. And he gets into his poetry pose. Oh, wild magic, glorious flame. Ram Nilan, it is thy name. The time will come, please hear our cries. It is your moment to arise, to drink from morning sunrise flagon. Awaken now, O oh noble dragon. Hey! <laughs> flagon bit's the best. Maybe you change the bit about flame, though. Or, uh, the flame's not good. It says, but the dragon is famous for flame. It is in all the stories. What do dragons bring but fire and glory? Sometimes less glory than you'd want, but yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, actually, I'll just turn to Enigma. Do we think mentioning flame is fine? I mean, a bamboo doesn't exist now. I, I can't see how it'd go wrong. It's just words, isn't it? I feel when, like... When it... have words had an effect on the way the world works? Yeah, that's it. I feel like it might. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ben, does, do we, uh, we'll do some kind of role that whether or not we can actually just leave this in and it isn't going to cause us trouble. Just tell us as a GM it's fine and we'll, <laughs> for artistic purposes, we'll keep it in. Yeah, I, th I think it's... I think that there's no reason for you to think that mentioning flame is going to cause a problem. Okay, good. If it does come back to bites in the ass, we're blaming you. Oh, that's that will be my fault, yes. We asked the GM and he said it was fine. <laughs> uh, Can't blame us, Percy. So, you have your amplified communique, probably an adjusted version of that to make it better and also make it work in draconic or whatever the speaking language is that Enigma growls into the earth. Yeah, and the buildings tremble and yeah. the heavens kind of explode. Yeah, and like for a moment it seems like a, almost a darkness over the sun. It feels like the sun's a little dimmer in the city. And then you feel that moment, Tristan, when the connection is made. And both of you just feel this vast consciousness like a lake beneath you. And you feel your, it observe you and perceive you and reach out and perceive your memories. I'll nudge these two. Bow, bow. Athel's <laughs> uh, like looking around like, what What are you doing? And then after a moment, the bow. connection is broken. He, he's like bowing. He doesn't know. doesn't know why. Very good, good. He says, no, it was truly impressive. And you see down on the platform below, because you're doing this where you did the gig? Yep. Actually, you'd see up on the platform above then. Actually, I want to go up to the bit I wasn't allowed to have the gig on last time. 
Okay. The even higher, the higher bit. Jeez. Down on the platform below. Yeah. That east or west? North. It's south. Oh yeah, south to us because we're up in the north. Yeah. You see the Antikythera just move a tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> endurance improv i can't think of anything hold on <laughs> that was all of my ideas uh if i can't have a rabbit priesthood what can we have <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. that's so weird i think that's why ben killed it he was like nah <laughs> kill it Gone too i far. think that was my best idea um <clears throat> um oh you know what this needs you know what this calls for Donkeys. Start the backup. <laughs> oh no! Um, we're not doing this a third time. We're not doing this Brilliant. a third time. That's <laughs> fair. That cushion so, trick doesn't work, you know. He comes. I think it takes some of the sound away. It does basically nothing. Um, basically, there, there's two ways it can go: quieter than the noise gate. And louder than the noise gate. If it's louder than the noise gate, I right. have to delete it manually. And it always is louder than the noise gate. Yet sometimes, for contrast, for contrast, it's not even showing up. Sometimes it is your mumbling is quieter than the noise gate. So, uh, 